Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to the Jasmine Star Show, a business podcast for hustlers following their dreams and creating a life they love. And when I say they, I mean you, because you and I are having conversation right now. Speaking of hustlers, touted as the marketing master and one of the top 10 channels every entrepreneur should watch by Entrepreneur, and one of the top 20 YouTube channels that will change your business as listed by Forbes. Y'all, today, my guest is Sunny Leonard Doozy, who has almost a decade of experience in creating a thriving brand and strategy using social media and video marketing. She also happens to be a very dear, sweet friend. The first time we met was at a social media marketing conference, and she's a firecracker. She's petite, bright, bluish green eyes, this amazing curly hair, and she's one of those people who will walk into a room and talk to every single person. She is not a respecter of people, but a respecter of passion. Now, it's crazy because she has used her expertise to enroll over 8,000 clients from around the world into her programs, taking her business from zero to multiple seven figures years in just four years. I know you're going to love this conversation with Sunny as much as I do because she has a heart of gold and she is wicked smart when it comes to marketing your business, but also she's such a passionate, real person that she's going to walk us through subconsciously and or consciously how to weave your personal narrative, your passion, and running a business that serves you and your life, not just serving a business for metrics. Y'all hold on to your hats because she's a good one. Let's listen in. Friends. I have to tell you that I was pacing a conference floor. Like they, it's kind of like a trade show. People have booths and people are walking around and people for a while kept on saying, you really got to connect with Sunny. You really got to connect with Sunny. And I kept on hearing her name and I was like, this Sunny girl, what a great name. But let me just see. Well, super befitting of her name. She's bright. She's welcoming. She's a great hugger. She has amazing hair. She's just one of those people who lights up a room with her presence. As if that wasn't enough, I had the opportunity to share a stage with her at a conference in San Diego, California, and we had a lot of fun. She's wicked smart, brilliant, humble, and likes to share everything she's learning in the process. As an example, before I get into this amazing conversation, I'm going to read an Instagram post to give you a little bit of insight around her approach. She writes, this is why I became an entrepreneur and how we hit our biggest year in business ever, despite the mass uncertainty in the world. If you ask anyone on our team, it's clear that we are client obsessed. Everything about our business is driven by creating a community and led by what will make our client experience truly transformative. Why? Because people pay for transformation, not information. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome Sunny Leonard Doozy, who is all about transformation. Wah, 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 wah. There's a laser horns. Sunny, welcome, 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 welcome. I am so happy you're here, doll. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. Congratulations on the podcast. I'm so Thank excited. You. It's yeah, Thank it's a you. true pleasure to be here chatting with you. Well, I am very honored because when you started your podcast a minute ago, I was one of one of those like early first waivers as guest. Yeah. We've now now had the podcast not quite a year, so I still technically consider you one of our first waivers of guests. And so all of this is like a full circle moment. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, give us a little bit, like a short, we're going to get into an origin story in a minute, but for somebody who wants to be like, who are you in two minutes, what would you say to them? I support entrepreneurs and create success ripples in the world by elevating experts 
experts to share their message and build their own audience and impact. And the main tools that I do that through are online courses and YouTube. Uh, no, ladies and gentlemen, that is how you do an elevator pitch. <laughs> yes. And so I do know I'm going to call it out for what it is. We're going to have a group of people who are like, oh, I'm so interested. And all of a sudden, Sunny says two very strong words. She says, courses and YouTube. And a lot of people are like, oh, skirt, not sure if this podcast is for me. And I'm here to tell you, if there's anybody who's in the business of transforming, not just like a business, but thought, it's sunny. So I want you to keep on listening and have an open mind to learning things a little bit differently. She's going to get into like the truth behind all of it, but I do think it's important. Let's start off by like myth busting for anybody who is out here and they say like, I don't know what to say. I don't like my voice. I don't like how I look on video. For anybody who is saying, I'm not comfortable for a variety of reasons, what do you say to them? Oh, I love this question so much. And I think for me, it, it's been this constant evolution in me to really be able to answer this question the best way possible. And I would say in the last six months, it has been a boot camp in showing up 100% as myself, which I can attest to just how hard that is to do. And I come from a TV background, so I've been on camera for a long time. Okay, but I have to, oh, I, I, I can't believe I'm jumping in because that's like the worst podcast move. But girl, I saw you have this IGTV or is it your YouTube video and you just sat in front of a camera and for like what 13 minutes no editing no lighting like no makeup and you're like this is ex oh no it was, it was longer than that you're like this is my first one was 40 minutes of no editing and me just talking <laughs> and you poured it out and I was riveted so if there's somebody who could speak to that so please yes go yeah so I think the thing that is really interesting about every aspect of needing to stand out and be seen is that we all want that. We all want to stand out. We all want to be seen. But at the very same time, we all have our inner demons and insecurities and things that we need to get over in order to be seen. So this really strange thing happens where we start looking externally to other people who are standing out and they are being seen. And it creates this really competitive space of people trying to get there by doing the same things and being the same people that those people are. And that creates sameness and it doesn't allow you to stand out. So I take a very different approach, especially at this point and how I work with my clients and everything. We really focus on your own hero story and your hero story and your zero to hero transformation is truly where your best content comes from and ultimately where your best business come from, comes from. I truly do believe that your best, most profitable, most impactful business has to come from your own experience. And that's what you're the expert in. So you have to think back on your life and think about the things that you've overcome. What are the biggest problems you've solved for yourself? What are the things that you've had to overcome? What are some of the biggest challenges you've been through? What is something that everybody in your life comes to you for? Prime example of this for me, everybody would ask me to make videos for them for like their birthdays or whatever. Um, and I love doing it since I was a little kid. I love making movies. I was always really creative and I never, ever thought about it being a job. Because I think oftentimes the things that we enjoy doing and that we're really good at, we take for granted and we think everybody in the world can do it. But oftentimes it's those really subtle things that you light up over or you get into a flow state where you're actually doing it and time just doesn't even feel to it, like it exists. Those are the things that ultimately are going to lead you to where you're meant to be and what you're meant to be doing. And the world and society and everything else is a really good job of stripping those things away and saying, no, 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 you should go th down this path or you should do this, or this is the shining object to go after right now. So 
I would say the biggest key to standing out and also feeling comfortable showing up is knowing that when you do, you create a mirror for other people to be able to do the same thing as you are. So trying to show up as anybody else is not doing yourself a favor and it's not doing anyone else a favor because they're just seeing you in amongst a bunch of people who look and act exactly the same as you. And I think especially now, more than ever, representation matters. So whoever you are, wherever you are, however you want to show up, do it that way. And I'll share one little anecdote from my own life. Like for years, I straightened my hair. I was told in journalism school that I was, I should always straighten my hair if I want to go on camera because it's, it's too much visually if it's curly. And my hair is very naturally curly. It's very large and in charge. So it took me a very long time to be comfortable even showing up in pictures with curly hair. Now I refuse to straighten it. And this has been going on for two years and I embrace it and I love it. And the moment I showed up with my big curls, people were like, oh, where have those been hiding? I have that kind of hair. What, do you, what kind of products do you use? It makes you relatable to people because it's real and you're not trying to be something that you're not. So that was a really long-winded answer, but I would say your flaws, your imperfections, the things you've overcome, the problems you've solved, and the things that come most naturally to you are often where your biggest gifts are and are the things that you can talk about in a way that nobody else can, which makes you stand out. So I think that is so powerful and so beautiful. Now, if somebody's listening and they got there. They say, the thing that got me here, the minute I share it is gonna get me there. Cool. They own their journey, they're ready. But they still don't like the way that they look. They still hate the sound of their voice. What then do you do then? Okay, this is the biggest lesson that I ever learned in showing up and being able to actually build my business. And I remember it was the night before my first speaking engagement. And I literally thought I was going to die. <laughs> like, I was a nervous wreck. I was in this tiny little town on the opposite side of the country. I live in Canada. I was on the opposite side of the country. It's tiny little town and this like tiny little hotel. And it felt like I was speaking at the Oscars. Like I was <laughs> so nervous and I didn't sleep all night. And I remember I don't know why it popped into my head, but at this very serendipitous moment, I remember hearing something that Oprah, of course, said, and it was basically, if you're nervous, that's a selfish act because you're worried about yourself more than you're worried about what you're providing to other people. That's right. So you have to get to a place where you get over your own insecurities because you have gems to share that can make an impact on somebody, but you being so concerned with what you look and sound like is keeping you hidden. And it's not allowing you to do the work that you're meant to be here to do. And also I will say on a very tactical level, it's so normal to hate the sound of your voice and to hate the way you look on camera. It's so normal because it's not, it's not a normal thing to do. It's become very normal in, in like today's day and age with social media and everything, but it still feels awkward for a lot of people. And the only way to make it feel comfortable, honestly, is practice. So I'm a big believer in Ugh. practicing on like low low hanging fruit platforms. So start with an Instagram story because that's going to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You, you don't have to have it up there forever. I always say, start with that. Start with doing lives, testing around with lives. Don't go in the deep end at first. Don't try and like create this big production at first because you're going to get overwhelmed and you're not going to want to keep doing it. So get comfortable just even talking to a camera and realize that you're doing it not for yourself. You're doing it to make an impact on other people and that what you have to say does matter. Now, will it matter to everybody? No. 
but will it matter to a few people who desperately need to hear that hear it absolutely and what i also like to say about your hero's journey is every hero has a villain you're meant to so the villains are not a bad thing being polarizing is a great thing because it shows you you have this really loyal community of people who are there for you they will ride with you etc and then you have a group of people who are like hey you're not for me if you look at any important figure in the world or any important business in the world they they have polarization donald's has burger king you know like liberals other sides like there's there's always going to be polarization and it's a really good thing being vanilla and being in the middle makes you get washed out in that sea of sameness as well so Every one of us has a unique story and gems to share, regardless of the size of our waist, the color of our skin, the type of hair we have, a lisp, an accent. We all have something to share. And when we focus more on what we feel insecure about, it is preventing us from serving our highest purpose. And we are all here on this place to do something and say something for somebody who desperately needs to hear it. Do I hear that correctly? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Let's get into another myth buster. Are there some businesses that maybe aren't best suited for YouTube? I mean, I, my response to that is always, are you on Google? <laughs> like, hey. would, people, would people search for you on Google? Would people search for a keyword related to your business on Google? Because ultimately Google owns YouTube. So in that sense, I actually don't think there really are businesses who aren't meant for YouTube. I think YouTube is an incredibly valuable marketing tool. And for me, why it's the best and it's just so valuable is that it allows you to put in minimal effort and long-term results. Because if you make the content in the correct way, and we have this whole thing, it's called the Sunny System, that's like our formula of how you do it, you're gonna create content that's gonna show up everywhere your audience or potential audience or potential clients are looking in perpetuity. So that one piece of content works for you for a long, long time. So do you have to be, you know, a Casey Neistat and posting a video every single day or a Gary Vaynerchuk posting a video every single day? Absolutely not. You can post a few really good videos, but you have to do them in the right way. It's quality over quantity. And then those videos will continue to work with you for work for you for a long time. And anyone in the world who's searching the topic that your business is on is going to find you. And the big thing too is there's a barrier to entry with YouTube because of what we just talked about with it being video. So if you take the leap to do the video and put it onto YouTube, you have a massive, massive advantage because the majority of your competitors are not doing that. So you're going to show up and you're going to rise to the top and be seen by your potential customers when your competitors are not going to be there. Ugh, I love that. That was such a thorough and like straight out are you on Google? Like, do you want to be discovered? So you had mentioned the Sunny system and then some of our listeners, they might know, they might remember that Sunny was a guest expert on an issue of social curator. She spoke about the Sunny system and she came in and she taught a class and we have a whole workbook and we went through the whole nine and you were teaching curators how they can grow their business on YouTube because obviously that is your specialty. But for those of you who don't know you, can you explain how you got into this business and the role that YouTube played in it? Yeah, absolutely. So it really happened completely by accident. <laughs> so I started, um, I guess, five years ago now on YouTube. And how I got into YouTube is I had this teeny tiny little social media consultancy at the time. Um, I had gotten out of journalism and I wanted to have my own thing and I wanted to 
have my own business, be an entrepreneur, et cetera. And so I started working with clients just here locally in Vancouver and I was doing all social media strategy for them. I was tackling every single platform. It was very ROI driven. Every client I worked with, I had to prove, you know, how much money I was actually making for them from social media. Um, and so it was like a boot camp, And I did that for about four years and dedicated myself to it, learned every platform inside and out. And I became obsessed and I got really good at it. So then all of a sudden the word of mouth started and all these other people wanted to work with me. And I was getting calls and clients from all over the place and big, huge corporations and tiny little um, one people shows and et cetera. And so the demand grew, but I didn't want to really grow as a team. Like I didn't really want to bring on team members at that point. And I wanted to figure out, okay, if I can stay a one woman show, how am I going to do this and take on more people? And I realized, okay, well, I can basically figure out how to clone myself by answering all of these clients' questions in a video format. And I'll put it on my YouTube channel, which at the time had no subscribers, had maybe like, you know, a handful, no subscribers, old demo reels and family videos, and that's it. And if I put it up there and I send them the link to answer the question all at once, then that makes my job a lot easier. I don't have to get on the phone individually. I don't have to go to meetings individually. That's going to free up more time. So it's born out of pure necessity, which I will say is probably one of the best business tips I can give you is anything you do in your business, make sure it's born out of pure necessity and not boredom. So <laughs> yes and amen. Like I need to clip that out. Shoot. So, so out of pure necessity, I sit down in my tiny little shoebox apartment in front of a window. I had no professional lighting, no professional setup. I had a tiny little webcam I found in like a bottom drawer. And I shot this video on how to use Periscope because that had just come out at the time the live stream. Oh, you're throwing us back. Periscope. (laughs) Periscope, sweet Periscope. So I do this tutorial on how to use live streaming for your business. And I just send it out to my clients. And like I said, no subscribers, no nothing. And I wake up the next day and I have a couple thousand views on it. And I was beyond confused because I didn't understand how anyone had seen this video. And then I realized, oh, there's an influx of people searching for this because it's a brand new app and no one else has made a video on it yet. Okay, it's a search engine. Oh, okay, so if I do this once a week and I answer my clients' questions once a week for the next 12 months and just challenge myself, set no expectations, what would happen? So that's what I did. And keep in mind, at this time, I didn't know what an online course was. I didn't know what an online business was. I didn't know what an email list was. <laughs> I knew diddly squat. Um, and I had no audience at the time. So that Wait, was what year ago. is this? Okay. Five years ago, 2015. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I had my little business I was running behind the scenes, perfectly happy with that. No desire to build a brand. Didn't even really know what that was. And then all of a sudden I start this YouTube thing and I started as a total experiment. And I start doing a video a week. So Sunny, I'm a Sunny, I'm a storyteller, so I need to have some details. How many clients did you have? Am I so dramatic? I feel like I'm so I'm like, if, if if people are watching this video, I literally look like a telenovela like actress, like, hold on a momento, okay? Like Tell me, how many clients did you have because you were making these videos for X clients and then all of a sudden you saw this residual surprise bonus of what you were doing this for? How many clients did you have? So I had a core group of about three clients that were like my lifers. Like they were with me for a long, long time. And then it started to grow and grow and grow. And by the time I made these videos and I started on YouTube, I had 10. And so I was like, like, (laughs) I couldn't, I couldn't handle it at all. Um, and so it was too much for me to do by myself and I needed to figure out a way to do this without having to hire a team, et cetera. So this was my first step. I was like, okay, let's see if we can make this work. And it, it more than worked and created a new necessary shift for me. Um, 
in that all of a sudden I had all this traffic and I had all these people from all over the world watching my videos, knowing who I am. In the first year, I had 3 million people watch my videos. And so imagine what that does for your business. And it's all free advertising. And I'm just answering so questions about social media at the time. So all of a sudden I go from- Wait, 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 wait. So as the channel is growing and in one year you get 3 million views, does your setup change? Are you still in front no. of that small window? <laughs> I changed nothing. Amen. Praise hands right there. See y'all, this is, this is a camera that she found in her desk that she just plugged in in front of a window, not a fancy background. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Still the camera I recommend. It's the Logitech C920 camera. I love that camera so much. It's so easy to use and it's very affordable. So So Logitech, repeat that again. Logitech C920. C920. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's great. So basically I start getting all this traffic within, I think it was within a month. Now it's so long ago, but I'm pretty sure it was within a month. It was a ridiculously short time frame. I made a video about how to use Twitter and I get a message on LinkedIn and it's from the head of social media for NATO. And I think it's a joke. My mom thinks I'm being catfished. And she's like, this is not normal. And I was like, it's not normal. And so I remember his name is Frankie. I think he still works there. And he reaches out and he's like, hey, I watched your video on YouTube. I found you on YouTube talking about Twitter. You're really good at discussing things like about social media, et cetera. We're doing a conference for all of our delegates and you know all of these organizations around the world, UN, NASA, like all of <laughs> these major or and they're like would you like to come speak at the conference and I'm like what <laughs> pardon me so I do it uh I go to Brussels and I speak at this conference but this is very quickly after I started my is this in 2016 this is in 2015 because I started oh still March. yeah oh still like it's like months less than a year So I'm starting to realize this YouTube thing is like a magnet and it's pulling in all of these opportunities, pulling in all this traffic. And eventually the demand got so high, like 10 clients was not my problem anymore. (laughs) I was like, I was like, there's not a chance that I can continue to do this and I can't work with everybody one-on-one. So again, born out of pure necessity, I was like, I keep hearing about courses, like online courses, maybe that would be better because then I could just package what I do and sell them, et cetera. So I made my first course. It was, it was not great, um, but I did it. And it kind of launched to crickets. I think I maybe did like a couple thousand. No, I did 10,000 total, which was not bad. Not bad That's at not, all. hey, hey, not hey. Bad. You did five figures. Bad. What are you talking about? I did five figures. It wasn't bad at all. Um, the course I put my blood, sweat, and tears into, I made it in the hardest possible way because I didn't know any better. Um, <laughs> but it was my... <laughs> But it was my first venture into this world. I hired my first team member. We hit six figures in the first year. And then it's just honestly, like, it's really, I don't talk to a lot of people about my story that often anymore. Like, I don't do podcasts that often anymore. And so to even talk about it with you, like, I get like a little bit emotional almost because I'm like, what the hell has happened in the last five years? It's, my life is completely different. And the reason it's completely different is really it goes back to YouTube and bigger category than that. It goes back to online education and the value of that and the value of democratizing education so that you can reach people without a barrier to entry. Um, and that's what has become my mission. I think everyone on the planet is a teacher and I think guess that's the journalist in me. Cause I would have to interview the most boring of people at times when I was a journalist and you would always find a story. You would always find a lesson. So 
that's, I mean, how we kind of came to today. Now I have two um, primary programs. That's it. And it's, it's grown exponentially from there. So. Okay, yeah. Sunny. So we're going to come back to this, but you know, I want you to spill the tea. Why don't you do pod- a lot of podcasts anymore? I am like a time ninja at this point. <laughs> That's the honest truth. Um, and it's going to sound kind of funny and people might be like, wow, she sounds a little bougie. Um, but I honestly, I, I got very clear about a year ago that I was saying yes to too many things. And um, it was just distracting me from the main thing. And the main thing, as you mentioned, when you read out that Instagram post at the beginning for me is clients and community. And so I wanted to make sure that every single day, my main focus stayed there and I wasn't distracted from it. Um, And that's really the reason is that I'm very particular with my time at this point and how I'm spending it and making sure that my clients always, always, always get first priority and they always come first and our programs. Like I literally have, I have a whiteboard in front of me. It stayed there for the last year and I've broken down my priorities into four very simple things and they never change. They're my four daily priorities. I have book strategy sessions. So that's like book getting people in our realm to enter into our programs, um, make the best product on the market uh, get amazing testimonials and social proof from our clients and ensure that we're always making the program better and better and better every single day. So those are my things. Like, and I, and I guess when I made those the main thing and I kept that the main thing, I realized what was a hard yes and what was a hard no for me. And that's why I barely ever do podcast interviews anymore. And I barely ever do a lot to be totally honest outside of my business. Um, because again, too, I wanted to make sure that I had a whole life and not just a busy life. Mm, girl, that was that was such a good little detour because somebody needed to hear exactly that. And making your hard yes is a hard yes and your hard no's a hard no's and keeping the main thing the main thing is good was what has moved things. Okay, so this is a little bit off topic. But I I did come up the reason why you were top of mind is I remembered a while ago, I can't remember how it happened, but you published a piece of content about how you removed a profitable revenue stream in your business because it was out of alignment in your business. And it was like a big revenue generator. And you said, I'm going to stop it. Now, knowing what you know now, you have your two main offerings. You're super focused on that. A lot of people would hear, well, if it's making money, why would you can it? Can you speak a little bit to that? Because you talk about being a a time ninja and having your four priorities. Where does this fit in with that? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that was one of my first sort of light bulb moments on this journey. This year in particular has been extremely transformative for me and for our business. A year ago at this time, my business looked completely different. Well, I guess a year and a half ago now. A year and a half ago, my business and, and just how I operated was completely different. We had three different offers at this point a year and a half ago um, that we now no longer have. Um, We also had about double the size of our team. So we've shrunk our team um, and our revenue has more than doubled in the last year and our community has more than doubled in the last year. And so I just think that alone, just knowing numbers wise, like that alone is proof to simplification um, and really only doing what's absolutely necessary and not getting that shiny object syndrome. So I think the thing for me and, and how that fit in and why I cut off that revenue stream and even cut off those three revenue streams, which were doing great for us. And it, it sounds weird because you're like, wait, but three more revenue streams making a lot more money. No, 
because what I have learned is every offering you have is its own individual business. And each individual business requires customer service, marketing, sales strategy, team, fulfillment, all of these operations, like all of these behind the scenes things that you need to be doing to make it an amazing experience. So when I got very, very clear, okay, clients are our number one thing. It made it really obvious that if we we have all these different offerings, our clients are not going to get the best experience in every single one of them. I'm going to keep it down to two and I'm going to make it a bomb experience for our clients for those two things. And that's it because it's just not doable for us to do that for a bunch of these different offers. And also I wanted to make the outcome and the transformation of those two offers extremely clear and not just have sort of like duplicates with different layers. Well, the other thing I realized, and this is a thing that I've noticed a lot in our industry is that people often want to go to one-on-one. Um, and that was one of the offers that we had cut off and you can charge exponentially more for one-on-one work, but you're doing it at a, at a cost to yourself. And what I realized is also a, t- a cost to the client. So the transformation the clients I worked with who I worked with one-on-one received, I can say like we now have a, a group setting for all of our programs and the transformation they're getting in this version of the program. And we just published our impact report. You can see exactly what our clients have been able to do. They are insane. And the reason I believe that is, is because you're, you're radically accountable when you have to be in front of other people. And oftentimes people who want to work one-on-one, this is a bit of a blanket statement, but I will say in my experience, people who want to work one-on-one may not be the most accountable people because they're kind of expecting you to wave a magic wand and fix it for them. And also you- Ooh, oh, 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 we spilled some tea. Like, let's pause there because I'm going to be real. I like one-on-one. But when you said that, I was like, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I like small group settings. That's what I like because I feel like I'm super accountable. So you like kind of like enlighten me to actually say it. But I will say the one-on-one request that I do get, that's 100% the, the underlying sentiment to it. Girl, ooh, you out here dropping mics. <laughs> wait, I'm sure I offended somebody there and I apologize, but... It, it's just what I've noticed. It was the it was the thing that I observed in doing all different kinds of work. Like I've been doing this now, you know, for five years, and I've tried it in all different ways, and I've done all the shiny object syndrome things. And I can tell you, the model of our business now has never been simpler, and we've never been more profitable, um, and we've never had a bigger impact. So those are the biggest things that drive our business, and that's really all I'm focused on. And we make that your main focus. It really does cut away a lot of the things that are external to that. And I also noticed in the one-on-one work and we had like an agency piece at one point too, the demand of time on your end when really it's all kind of ego driven to be totally honest because people just want your time. It takes you away from everything else that you're doing and it doesn't allow you to serve at the highest level. And so now even for the client experience, it's like they don't have to sit there and wait for me to respond to their email. They now have 99% of what I would teach to any client. This is the biggest thing. This is the biggest takeaway. The strategy I used for anybody that I worked with one-on-one, or even when I worked with people in our agency, when we did have an agency, it was the same strategy. We did the same strategy over and over and over again. And I had fine-tuned that strategy for years. So I thought to myself, okay, well, if it's the same strategy over and over again, if I just package that and take my brain and put it into a curriculum and give that to people, 
that's a lot more impactful because they can study it on their own time. They can implement on their own time. And then what I always say, and I always screw this up, but this is the biggest thing. When you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. When you teach a man a fish, he'll eat for life. That's what we live by. I want my clients to be able to walk away and be like, now I know how to do it. I'm not reliant on anything external. It's radical accountability, which is one of our values. Is like, if you're going to come into our programs, it's on you to show up and do the work so you can walk away and be like, don't need you anymore, Sunny. I got it. And that, that tells me I've done my job. I don't want clients to come in and be like, I need to work with you for the next 90 years because I don't really get it. And I need mm. you to keep just doing it for me. So this is the model that we have found has worked best for us is that we now are giving people the keys and we're saying, you're going to come into our program and you're going to know exactly how to do this and use the right method to get the results that you're looking for and make it a repeatable system. And we obviously have like consulting calls and all of those things where I speak to clients, but that's also done in a group setting because it accelerates the learning process. And I go back to university. How weird would it be if a university was like, yeah, so this year we're only going to take one student at a time um, because we think they need that kind of attention. <laughs> um, <laughs> like that would be bizarre and it would take forever for people to get through school. This is just a new level of education. It's, it's online education. And to do it in a group setting means that you have radical accountability, you have community around you, and you have mentors built in of your, your clients and your students who have mastered the process and then can help the new clients as well. And that's when I also mentioned the impact report. That was our biggest thing is like we want to create a community and we want to create a culture that everyone feels like they're seen and heard and has support. And that's not doable if it's solely reliant on one person. Okay. So <clears throat> let's make this granular. Can you number one, repeat the four things that are on the whiteboard? And then number two, give us an example of a video that you put out that is in alignment. And then give us an example of a video that you thought of, measured it against those four things and thought, you know what, I'm not going to do this video because it's not in alignment to those four things. Well, that's a deep, deep question for me right oh. now, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot. Oh shoot. <laughs> no, it's good. Okay. So four things on the wall. I think I actually screwed it up earlier. So this is good. I'm repeating it. So four things on the wall. Number one is traffic. So getting traffic and booking strategy sessions. So whatever, I will say this very bluntly. If your business is not making money, it's a hobby. It's not a business. So you have to have sales at the forefront. And again, people get triggered by the world word sales. If you're triggered by the word sales, I would challenge you to think, why do you feel triggered by it? Because in my opinion, you only feel like sales is, is a bad thing to do. And I used to be one of those people. I was like, I hate selling. It makes me feel awkward and uncomfortable. Now I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome that I'm telling you about my program because it's going to change your life. So sales has to be at the forefront because that drives everything else in the business. So getting traffic to whatever your conversion site is, whether that's booking a call with people or taking people to your e-commerce store, checkout page, whatever it is. Number two is having the best product on the market. So we iterate and update our programs regularly, probably more than most people, because I want to make sure that the content is the most up-to-date and the most helpful. So I'm auditing it on a weekly and monthly basis. And then getting the best social proof and testimonials. So we're in very close contact with our clients. We have a whole reviews page with over 100 video testimonials. Um, we have the 100K Club, which is any client who's making $100,000 a month or has it 100,000 uh, subscribers on YouTube. So that's really important because I know that that is ultimately what gets people in. They want to be able to trust and be like, oh, it actually works. There's real people who are using it. And then the third, the fourth thing for me is runway. So basically what that means is 
I learned very early on in my business, and this is thanks to one of my mentors, they were like, okay, if your business stopped today, how much money could, like how many months could you go forward on and run your business still and, and, and cover your costs? And at the time it was like half a month. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Um, so runway basically means if my business stopped today, how many months could we cover our costs for? And we have worked really, really hard to make that now a good amount of time so that if the world ends, which we've all seen this year can happen, um, you, you have that security blanket. And I am a true believer for every entrepreneur, the biggest gift you can give yourself is the gift of peace of mind. And peace of mind comes from financial security. So that means keeping your expenses low, reasonable, but low, and ensuring that you're focused on profitability. I don't care if you're making $6 million a year, if you're spending $6 million on advertising. That means diddly squat. Amen. I mean, girl. <laughs> Come on now. So your profitability is everything because that gives you abundance. It doesn't, and it doesn't leave you vulnerable. Some of the worst decisions I have ever made in my business were because I was vulnerable, I was scarce, and I was feeling insecure. So to have that backup in place allows you to act from a place of abundance in your business um, and security. So those are the four things. The videos, I had a very real example of this. And uh, this happened a few months ago now. I'll just say this as bluntly as I need to, but when George Floyd was murdered, I had a whole like slew of content ideas planned for my YouTube uh, channel. And it was the week before I guess one of those videos was supposed to come out. And I was sitting alone in a hotel room in Whistler because I was actually sitting there for a week straight, not talking to anybody and working on my programs and did a whole facelift of my programs. And I was sitting there and I was like, oh, it just doesn't feel right to be talking about anything else right now. And then I went down this rabbit hole and I was like, how am I contributing to the issues around race? How am I serving a system that isn't working for everybody? And it made me realize there was a lot about social media that also doesn't include everybody. And I basically just was like, screw it. I'm canceling all of the content that I thought I was going to do. And I'm going to speak about the things that matter to me because why am I doing this if I'm not doing that? Like, why am I here and talking and talking about how you can build your own business and be your own boss and all of these things when that's not really true for everybody in the same way that I used to think it was? I thought, you know, everybody's equal. Everybody has the same opportunities. Da, 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 da. That's not true. And so I needed to audit and reflect on myself and the way that I was showing up to ensure that my community knew it was a safe place. And they knew exactly where I stood and exactly how I'm helping them and how I'm going to work towards equity across the board. And am I saying I'm perfect at it? Am I saying that I've said all the right things? Absolutely not. But it was a paradigm shift for me to change the way that I showed up and do it in a way that honestly was more true to who I am as a human, as opposed to a talking head who just wants to teach you about how to grow on YouTube. Because if you don't know who you are, if you don't know you matter, if you don't know you're valued, if you don't know you need to be seen and people need to see you and hear your voice right now more than ever, you're never going to give a crap about the science <laughs> of YouTube. Like who cares what the keyword formula is? If you can't even 
get to the place to show up. So it just changed everything for me and it's continuously changing everything for me and how I'm approaching my business and how I'm approaching our community. And I'm working with, with a woman, Trudy LeBron. She's amazing. And she's an inclusion coach and consultant. And she said something that really hit home for me. She said, if you want to be inclusive, you have to be exclusive. And that has become very evident in the last couple of months in the sense that there's a lot of people who don't agree with me and there's a lot of people who don't want to accept what's happening. And so I have to be okay with being criticized and losing people. And it's been a purge. <laughs> it's been a purge for the last couple of months on all platforms. And for someone who's like a recovering perfectionist and wants to appease everybody, it's been hard. Um, but it also has felt very liberating because now it's very clear publicly who I am and where I stand. Apologies if that was too deep, but that's, there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, that is my friend, Sonny <laughs> Leonard Doozy. This is why I wanted to have her of all the people who could talk all things YouTube just before we hopped on. I was like, Hey, Sunny, like we're talking about YouTube, but what are we really talking about? This perfectly embodies everything she does, says, and who she is. I know that what you're taking away, sure, really cool ideas. And you can totally connect with Sunny. I'm going to shout her out in a second, but what are we really talking about? Showing up exactly who you are and as you are flaws, waist size, eye color, hair type, understanding that you have to stand in your purpose and share something that you've been uniquely put on this world to do. She also buttressed this idea that YouTube is a search engine. You must show up in order to get discovered. And number three, if you do not have sales, you have a really expensive hobby. And she didn't just close the door there. She gave you ways and resources to streamline what it is and understanding that you're selling the transformation, not just a quick flash in the pan solution. And lastly, she tied everything up with a loose bow saying, I have to show up. And if I want to be inclusive of people, I have to be exclusive of some people. Friends, we're not talking about YouTube. We're talking about life. We're talking about integrity. We're talking about purpose. Sunny, people are going to be chomping at the bit to get to know you better and go deeper with you. How can people find you? You can find me on my website, sunnylinardeasy.com. And I'm sunnylinardeasy everywhere. I'm most active on Instagram and on YouTube. Girl. And just before we go, let's give a shout out to that ring on your left finger. <laughs> okay. Yes. Getting married soon too. Secret. No one knows that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Girl, ja, I'm going to clap that up because while the world is melting, you're out there getting hooked up with a good boo. Yes, you got yourself a good man. Oh, Sunny, this is you. your this is your year and you are sharing your abundance with so many other people. I see you. I honor you. I love your guts. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Friend, tell me right now she is not amazing. Tell me Sunny just doesn't light you up. If you loved this conversation with Sunny, then you will also love my free masterclass, how to plan, organize, and execute a month of social media posts in one day. At the end of this class, you're going to know how to get the right followers to engage on your account, especially when people are like, Jasmine, only other people in my industry follow me. Let me walk you through why that is the case and how you can start attracting future customers. And you're going to learn how to plan a month of content without the overwhelm and stress. Can I get an amen? And you're going to never run out of things to post. Yes, I will walk you through my exact methodology. And let's just be real. 
I think you owe it to your dreams to not give up or give in. So at minimum, you can attend this class to see, huh, let me see what she's really talking about to see if it applies to my business and uh, newsflash, it totally does. If you're ready to hit the ground running and get massive amounts of time back, be sure to save your seat at jasminestar.com forward slash 30 days. I won't be teaching this masterclass for the rest of the year. So this is your one chance to get the confidence you want feeling so stress-free that I think, you know, you're going to be like, Jasmine, am I living on a tropical island? Am I on vacation on social media? Yes, boo-boo. Yes. So here is to planning and piña coladas. Yes. And long walks on the beach. I mean, I can go on for days. Friends, I will see you in that live masterclass soon. JasmineStar.com forward slash 30 days. 